0: Okay. Hi, everybody. This is On Purpose. I am uh, one of your hosts, Dr. John Duffy, and with me is Chicago Tribune columnist, Heidi Stevens. Hi, John. Good morning, Heidi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. How are you? I'm good. Well, no. No. That's such a lie.
1: I'm so lying as well.
0: <laughs> I feel a, a, a little catharsis because we've been talking today yeah. about, like, the. so it's, it's the day after Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Does this Wednesday have a name?
1: um sucky sucky Wednesdays. crappy yeah, lousy right shitty. the yeah. one where we don't believe in women enough to actually elect them to anything
0: <laughs> we're not going to spend we're a lifetime on this
1: like <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is not a politics podcast we're really right? not going to say politics
0: but come on
1: but, but i know come right on.
0: i'm just relieved that an elderly white man can still have a shot in this world. And... I am too.
1: I mean, for Biden's sake, right? All he's given us. I do feel we owe him the White House. Right. And Or someone feels Who better
0: that. than a guy in his 80s to get, <laughs> to get the ball rolling on a new age?
1: Right. Fresh ideas, out-of-the-box thinking. Right. Um, right. Yeah, more of a... Um, you know, a uniter. I mean, maybe he will be a uniter. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he'll be a
0: uniter. I maybe mean, first he has to win. I think he's come up with the tightest policy issue uh, plans yeah. um, of all the candidates by far. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where he's going, but I I do know um, Elizabeth Warren had an idea or two.
1: She was great. She has a plan for everything. I don't know if we'll remember see her. any of them <laughs> enacted ever. I tweeted this this morning. So have you guys seen the have you seen the Jill Biden photo that's going around? She's shoving the vegan protest off the stage. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a special place in my heart for vegans because my parents are vegan. Um, Your parents are vegan? They are. Yeah. Your parents just
0: get cuter, man.
1: I know. They're awesome. It's to shrink their carbon footprint. Um, and this good was good. God,
0: that's amazing. Is that right?
1: For real? Yeah. Man. Um. And no. And they drive a Prius, and they go to Michael Moore film festivals, and
0: yeah, they're cool. Julie's parents do, do all these. They're, I don't think they're vegan, but they drive a Prius, and then they drive a. They got a bigger. They got a Camry, but it still has just batteries. There's okay. no gas in their lives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good for them. So anyway, I don't like hate vegan protesters. Um. But this one climbed the stage, Jill Biden. There's a photo, you know, everywhere right now of her shoving the protester off the stage, and. Everyone's celebrating it like she's fierce. She look at her stick of her man, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, OK, fine. It also feels to me on the day after Elizabeth Warren won literally no states, not even her own. Like, a really tragic metaphor for all of the struggle and the work that the women do to keep the men in charge of all the things. Like, here she is physically shoving this person off the stage that now belongs to her husband. And I just felt like, okay, yay, good for you for being, like, fierce and... (laughs) Strong and also like, where does that get us? Not the White House. Right. Once again. Right. Um then this. Not time, that fierce and strong are great qualities that should elect you to anything, but good ideas are. Yeah. Well and it, it's interesting. And Elizabeth Warren has them. Okay.
0: Right. Elizabeth Warren has them. And yeah. you know, and, I, and and oddly, four years ago it felt like and, and it's not about for me. And, and we probably might feel a little differently about this. It's not necessarily about getting a woman elected. Like I clearly Elizabeth Warren was on it. She was paying attention. She had a coronavirus plan for the president that's in there now. She's like, do this. Whatever you're talking about with the flu vaccine, just do what I, I've got a thing for you. Just do this, you know? Yeah,
1: two-cent wealth tax. Like, all of her plans came attached with how to enact them, and it all made sense. It
0: all, it it made sense, and I think it made sense, could have made sense to anybody, anywhere on the political spectrum, if they were listening yeah. and i feel like she was just screaming in in the woods like you know yeah. I, that that nobody could hear her somehow even even the you know the corrupt New York Times and Washington Post seem, seem to have abandoned her somewhere. Well, you know New what York I
1: mean? Times endorsed her. They, they endorsed, endorsed her. Her, her and Clovis. I was going yeah, to say they endorsed girls. But, yeah. <laughs> we like the women. Just put the women in.
0: And Kamala Harris and Heidi Stevens yeah. and anybody else. You know, we're going <laughs> to.
1: Right, it's the year of the woman.
0: It almost that almost felt like a flinchy man panic to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, what if we endorse one and the other one gets? Married? Man. Ah, I don't like when they're mad. Endorse them both. I don't know what to it do. It scares me.
0: You know what I mean? It really yeah. did. It felt like political correctness run absolutely amok in a newsroom. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, what about Amy right. then?
1: <laughs> right. Right. We retroactively endorsed Geraldine Ferraro. Right. Just because we're on the topic right. of how women should run more stuff. Okay. Anyway, Harvey Weinstein. No. So we're not going to yeah. talk about this that much. No but, no, I, I but think we, it's on our minds. It's on our minds. Just know it's on our minds. Maybe it's on your minds, too. Yeah. Is coronavirus on your mind, like, on a scale of one to pandemic? Are you, uh, like... On
0: a scale of one to pandemic, I'd say I'm a 2C. I'm, I'm okay. not particularly concerned, but I will say, like, in my office, yeah. this is something we're talking about every single day. Okay. And, you know, and, and people are worried about it. Like, I have hand sanitizer yeah. on— Two places on a table between myself and my clients. You know, yeah. like it, yeah. Because it's on people's minds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's on my kids' minds. Um and you know, I think stuff that feels uncontrollable is hard to parent around, I find. Definitely. Um because, you know, my daughter's an age and a personality where um her fears are Rational. So she reads, like if something worries her f- for a while, it was, and actually still is extreme weather. Mm-hmm. Like she will then find how statistically likely she is to experience this one extreme weather condition that worries her. And so, and like you can't really talk her out of what she's worried about because she's right.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it would be a mistake to try to right. talk. First of all, she's right. Right. So,
1: <laughs> like, her coronavirus fears are based on the 14 articles she just read. You know, in legitimate news publications, not like, well, so and so on Snapchat said that in Australia, that right. but you know, it's like real yeah. stuff. Um,
0: Heidi's daughter knows enough about coronavirus, legitimately, right now. She's right, like
1: handicapping to, yeah. the survival rates of the various people that she loves based on their age, and right. Like,
0: <laughs> and it doesn't look good for a few people. <laughs> There's a few
1: people who are not going to make it. Um, <laughs> this is a hard thing for me to parent around, and I and I and we should take it bigger than coronavirus, but like. It, the how to approach your kids' fears that are rational: climate yep. change, or coronavirus, or racism, or race racial violence, or you know, like these things are happening, and so you can't talk them out of it. Nope.
0: And and some uh, and to just add one more, a lot of kids are are thinking, are wondering, like, am I going to be able to? make it like financially or through college and you know and in my right. office there's this discussion about like, you know, you can't promise me that. Right. Like, you know, even parents, parents who are really trying to be soothing, it's like, well you don't know. This is like the, the economy could collapse at any moment. Yep. And I'm aware of that. And yep. you know, I, I don't know that, you know, I have I'm gonna have a skill set ready in four years for whatever I need to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I took comfort in Rebecca Mackay's approach, which I wrote about yesterday, she went on Twitter on Sunday. She's the author of um, The Great Believers, the book about fiction, novel book about um, the AIDS crisis in the 80s and yeah. in Chicago, actually. She's a Chicago author. Um,
0: I learned both of those things, by the way. Since, since reading he- Heidi's column, I realized... Oh, I read the book and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did not connect the author's name, so I'm doing something wrong. And it's it's um, it's amazing and it's lovely and it makes me think about why I read what I read. But anyway.
1: And I want to talk more about your reaction to the book because she and I talked about that during the interview and I didn't have a way to squeeze it into the column. But, um, but anyway, what she did on Sunday was go on Twitter and say, you know, hey – if anybody needs a mom right now to tell them it'll all be okay, it'll all be okay. And people started responding like, you know, thank you. I needed that. Or my mom just died two weeks ago. So this really means a lot to me, stuff like that. And then she went back on and said, "Um, okay, real offer. Share your worries with me, existential or career or political. And I will tell you why it's going to be okay. And then people started sharing these really poignant and personal and weighty worries yeah. with yeah. her, right? Yeah, you
0: can tell that she that people were really taking her up on the offer in a genuine way.
1: Yeah. yeah. And her answers were, to me, such a great example of... How to parent, and I thought it was so interesting that she said, "Like I'm going to be the, your mom for a second here," because she didn't say, "Like no, that's not going to happen." Um, no, you shouldn't worry so much about coronavirus. Yeah, the, don't worry about you it. You know, it's the death rate right now is only blah blah blah, or um, climate change is you know far off, or the scientists are on it, or you right. know, like she didn't she didn't, she didn't dismiss anything. Yeah, um, but she had this beautiful way of reminding every person, what they bring to the table and what they have inside of them to draw on when they're worried. And like this one person wrote, um, I don't know how my black autistic son is going to survive this culture. And her Rebecca Mackay's answer was something like, um, the world is better for for having him in it and you will teach people how to treat him and you'll protect him. And it was like, Holy cow. That was perfect yeah. because it didn't say like, um, he'll be fine. Cause he might not. Right. Um, and it also reminded the mom what a gift her son is yep. to the world and that she has some power. Yeah. Yeah right it like all the answers were empowering which is such a cliche but um it just reminded me like that's what i can do as their mom i can you know i can remind them what what they can do about the stuff they're worried about yep um instead of trying to fix it for them cuz i can't in a lot of cases in some cases i can but like i can't fix coronavirus right <clears throat> um and um also, I guess give them practice in like looking inward at you know how to how to survive stuff uh, that feels unsurvivable.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. And and, and um, it sounds like from from reading your column that yeah she she was able to just instill enough hope with enough validation um, person by person by person and. Um, And I got to think that just that there's something about offering to be the mom, just the offer itself that is so heartwarming, right? You know, and there's something I I, I get why people were drawn to this, Yeah, you know, because it probably just feels good. Just even sharing the tweet, like, you know, I'm worried about my autistic son. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know how he's going to make it. Yeah, Just having that out there must be, must feel like an exhale.
1: And having a community of people... Like it or chime in, my child also has autism or or, or whatever and in one of the examples that she talked about so I ended up calling her and saying, like, you know, can we talk about this Twitter mom thing and why did you do it? and you know some other questions and 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 she brought up in our conversation this example of um one person wrote about how um he, has been cut off from his family ever Mm. since he came out of the closet. He hasn't Mm. been invited to come home again. And earlier, in the same thread of tell me your worries and I'll answer them, another person had written, I just lost my job and I don't know how I'm going to survive. And she responded, what would you do if you could do what you absolutely want? Like, what would your, you know, dream next thing be? Yeah. And he was like, well, I'd really like to start a podcast for people who've just come out. And so she was able to connect this guy who wants to start the podcast for people who just came out with the guy who is not invited home anymore because he's just come out. And that speaks to the power and the value and the beauty of community if you do, you know, give voice to some of your worries, right? Yeah. And, and, and even on a place like Twitter, which feels and is in many ways toxic <laughs> and pointless, um, it but just, it could also be a force for good. And she showed us how.
0: It just struck me as you're talking, like this happened on Twitter, right? You think right. about like how toxic and awful Twitter can be. And, you know, that she saw like, if you bring the, uh, the right vibe to a circumstance, even that, you know, like I can create this community, today, yeah. you know, which is amazing. Yeah. I can do this today and be the mom for all these people today and create something that gives them um, not just hope, that feels a little dismissive or something. Yep. It's bigger than that, right? Right. Yeah, because Solutions. Solutions. And she's actually engaging them directly, one by one, every single person, if I follow you right, right? Yeah. That's amazing. I
1: think she answered every one of them.
0: That's so cool.
1: I know. I know. And and again, back to like the the parenting part of it, because I, I do think, um, you know, I do think it's scary to um, to face our kids very real worries, whether they're existential or financial or, you know, vi- like the fear of a school. Shoot. Like all these yeah. things are real and it can be paralyzing to figure out how to approach them or talk them down, and, and kids are walking around with tons of anxiety and stress. And um, I just thought, like, to, to to remember that example of, like, A, getting them to talk about it is a good thing, you right. know?
0: that's got to be number um, one, right? Getting it out yep.
1: and just putting it out there is huge. Um, and then meeting them with not necessarily, like, um, trying to diminish it or even put it in, like, proper... You know, statistical context or something. Right. Or just but, pat
0: the pat on the head, like, you know, don't worry, honey, it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. But just
1: to sh- sort of talk it through and be like, you know, and here's what, here's what's so, I don't know. Even as I'm saying this, this is, I'm making it sound dismissive that t- to be like, and, you know, here, but here's what's so wonderful about you in this world. And that, that sounds all wrong. Um, I don't know. She had a way of doing it that was like that plus, um, and that's why you'll <clears throat> get through this. And and, and here's why I want to ask you a little bit about the book, because she writes about the AIDS crisis, right? Yeah. And the book is, um, as she said, sad, but not depressing, because it really, she said, it's about survival. And I don't necessarily mean like people lived. Right. Because some of them didn't. A lot of them didn't. A lot of them didn't. Yeah. But it's about the survival of spirit and also um, what you want your life and community to look like while you're here. Right. Knowing that you're not here forever. None of us is.
0: Yes. And um, so... It, it bring, that brings me to thinking about, like Julie and I often talk about like, why do I read what I read? I often read things that she would label as like super depressing. This was one of them. I couldn't wait for this book to come out when I heard about it. and um, and I loved it. and and she would ask, like, what's going on now? And I'd be like, oh, it's a whole bunch of people, and they're at a funeral of a guy who just died of AIDS and one guy's hammered, and, you know, crazy things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, would Why? you please read something like that? You know, like read, the uh, who's the guy, Bill Bryson, yeah. read something like about a guy walking around America or something like that. You know, like, please take it, you know, give your brain a break. Yeah. And oddly enough, this does give my brain a break. And, I, and, and this, well, uh, this discussion puts a kind of a fine point on it because I'm thinking like, how did I feel when I read this book? It was sad at times. Um, and it was, um, it was about survival, I suppose, and, you know, uh, the people who are able to overcome grief more than anything else. But honestly, like, books like this feel like love stories to me. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's about all these people who kind of um, rally around somebody, even when all hope is lost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to love each other anyway. We're mm-hmm. going to love each other through this whole thing no matter what, mm-hmm. you know. And that— that carries you in a way. Like, in a way, I I get where, oh, she sounds like the right voice for this because I think about, I I feel like, in a weird way, these fictional characters were in good hands Mm -hmm. throughout because this author clearly has great empathy and love for them. Yeah. You know? It really did feel that way. Yep. Yeah.
1: And, And I think right now, because things feel a little dire, politically and with, you know, possibly a pandemic at our doorstep and um, all of it, all of it. I mean, for the the last few years, everything has felt a little more dire. We felt raw this
0: whole time. I think
1: so. Um, I think it's just been a, a valuable, lovely little example to me. Of how you can um, love and support and look for joy in the midst of all that. Because yeah. sometimes I think the, the lack of that stuff in our lives, the lack of love and support and joy and the, the walking around sort of with your, you know, head down and, you know, your shoulders dragging um, can be like... You can just sort of accept that, like, well, look at everything that's happening around us. Yeah. Like, of course, my marriage is going to suck right now. I'm in a terrible mood, and right. so is she, or so everything is he. Everything sucks right um, now, right? right. Why would yeah. why
0: would my personal life be anything different? Exactly,
1: yeah. and um, you know, of course, my kids are struggling, and of course, of course, of course, and I think this was a little way of being like, okay, all of that stuff, th- things can be, um, things can be on a path toward. Uh, a sad ending yep. um, and you can still uh, find joy and connection and love. I don't know. Is this sounding trite? No,
0: no. Um, and it doesn't. Um, it sounds, I think we both believe in what we're saying. I think we're both afraid it's sounding trite. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, you know what I mean? Like, um, and I'm about to double down on that. Okay. Um, so this past weekend, um, I went to the Zen Parenting Conference, which happened. It's here, uh, just outside Chicago, and um, and we were on a podcast with Todd and Kathy Adams, yep. who put this conference on. And um, I'm crazy about these people. Yeah, they're um, amazing. They're amazing, and they're so they put together this thing about five or six years ago, and it feels it's this big, warm weekend long hug around, you know, all the parents that are there. And it's about parenting in a way, but it's about so much more. And so the topics this year were hard. Like, you know, I was there talking about like, okay, our kids are super anxious and, you know, and we have limited tools to work with to mitigate that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and somebody else was talking about their differently wired kids. And there was a panel that you would have been blown away by Heidi, that was, um, uh, some transgender kids, um, non-binary kids, their parents, um, advocates, a therapist who'd been through a transition already, um, and trying to help. So you have this room full of hundreds of people all trying to get it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we don't get it. Yeah. Teach me, talk me like I don't pansexual and bisexual. Those are the same things in my mind. I can't get past that. Help me. You know what I mean? Like, and then, and then you have a 17-year-old on the stage saying, okay, here's the deal. You know what I mean? Like, and it's okay. I want you to ask me, um, even if it seems weird, it feels good if you ask me and you could hear this collective, like, like the whole audience being like, oh, so that's what we should do. Got it. Okay. And so we're all working through these hard things, but everybody's engaged. And, um, and really, if I had to, (laughs) Right. This is going to be revolting. I realize, like, <laughs> This is so saccharine and ridiculous. Just go with it. Uh, but, but the the room felt like, you know, you can get it's super safe. And mm-hmm. so if you have a question, ask the question. And, you know, um, it's kind of like, oh, I would never ask this question in any other context, mm-hmm. but I'll do this with these three, 400 people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right now, because I know that I'm good. I know I'm safe here. So it almost feels like I'm, I'm focused on the word mom here and I'm thinking like, it almost feels like everybody was kind of parenting everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone was taking care of each other. And there was this kind of like a lot of hands on shoulders and, you know, like, yeah, you're good. And we got you. Yeah. So when I think about like Rebecca's work and, you know, and the work of some of the speakers that I got to see on Saturday, yeah. and I just wrote their names down because they were um, amazing. So Gemma Hartley was talking about emotional labor and relationships and Debbie Reber was talking about her differently wired son and told his story so that other people could talk about their stories and how, almost to your point about the autistic boy, how, you know, like, we kind of need guys like my son who are differently wired. You know what I mean? Like, we we need to rally around him. We can't try to, like, shift his behavior and modify it in order to be appropriate. He's got something special here that we're ignoring. Um, And then Rachel Simmons, who... um, uh, just talked about how difficult parenting could be with, like, enormous humor. I loved her. She's so funny. She she's spends great. a lot of time touching her face uh-huh.
1: oh, which, no! uh, on purpose because <laughs> oh. she, she
0: can't stop herself. Like, oh, okay. she's, literally, she's like, when people tell me not to touch my face, this is all I do. And then— um,
1: I guess people were talking about that last weekend, you, weren't oh, yeah, they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been a thing. Okay.
0: And then uh, a man named Tony Porter spoke. Um, he is a—I uh, bet he's in his late 60s, early 70s, African-American— Big guy, um, a consultant to like NFL teams and stuff like that, talking about um, gender equality and how really talking about the phrase um, "you're you're playing like a girl" mm. and how insidious and awful that phrase is. Like, mm-hmm. and going deep into it, and and he he felt like a unicorn. He felt like you know, wow, you know, like he sees something that most of us don't see, and he yeah. he goes later, deeper, but it all felt so warm and comfortable and there is this idea that we can do like in a way like just the way Todd and Kathy did the conference the way um the way it's Rachel right that's the name of the Re-
1: Rebecca Rebecca
0: why, why why am I getting Cause this you're wrong
1: so, you're talking about Rachel uh, okay influence. thank you uh-huh.
0: um and Rebecca putting this thing together where she's like being a mom to everybody on Twitter we can do we in the midst of all this crap. Yeah, we can do good things, right? Yes. You know what I mean, like and, and hard and, things. Yeah, and hard things, and we can just like a, we can create them out of nothing. Yeah, you know, like that's what these people have done, right? And, um, and make people feel better. And hope is part of that. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm not. I'm not taking that away. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I walked away from that weekend feeling like hopeful, not just about like parenting, but like. People are still good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a reminder that people are still good. And you know, and that Rebecca was willing to take her day. Yep. Which I assume took the day or more. Yeah. To just like take care of people. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. And and to do the opposite of retreat. I think I think that's what's speaking to me right now. I think this is partly informed by personal stuff because my work has been crazy lately. We're like firing people left and right and giving people buyouts and there's all, it's just nuts. And my husband and I both work there. And so the nuts comes home with us and there's all this, like, it's sort of like all we talk about. And then one of us will be done talking about it and the other one won't. And then (laughs) we're like, why aren't you done? You know, like, and so it's just, it's like this cloud right now. And, when there's a cloud hanging over your marriage or your house or your whatever your your thing work is, life, your
0: careers, right?
1: Yeah. It can be really tempting and almost like a reflex to retreat yeah. into yourself, into a book, into something, a glass of wine, something that's like I I, I need to I need to go away. I need yeah. to or I need to go inward. And and the conference you're talking about and this Rebecca Mackay thing. Um, felt like, no, not that, the opposite of that. Right. Engage, go communal, like talk it out, help each other out, ask tough questions, hang in there, don't retreat.
0: Uh, yeah, That's a really good point, Heidi, right? You know, right, because we do have an inclination to retreat and to double down on your, like the glass of wine thing, you know, like so an awful lot of people right now are retreating to like weed, just like, you know, yeah. just to, just to, escape, just to be like kind of semi-conscious and not really in the world because the world's a hard place to be in. Yeah, And yeah, I mean, I love the idea of like, maybe it works out if we all engage deeper instead of trying to take a step out because everything's crappy. Maybe that's the play.
1: I think it's the only way it works out.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: I mean, what what gets healthier from a a marriage to a parent-child relationship to a country by separating and not engaging.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I totally— What,
1: what benefits from that? I, I can't think of a single thing.
0: I don't know if you saw. I I, I, I posted—reposted um, something on Facebook from a woman who was talking about how um, her family was— uh, stuck between the tough love approach of like hey you know you're on your own when she was using like really really um hard drugs and she was you know dying i mean Mm -hmm. really like very close to it and instead they decided to embrace her to engage Mm -hmm. and um and she said like very clearly like that saved my life and um and i i'm gonna self-disclose here a little bit and this is not my easiest moment, but I, okay. I, but I wanted to say this somewhere, so I'll say it here. So, my brother Tom was in that circumstance, and I think we failed him in that regard. You know, I think we kind of decided we took an easy way out in a weird way because we we outcast him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, until you mm-hmm. until you're better, until you meet the metric, you're out. Yeah, you know, and somehow I think that broke his heart you know what I mean like and so I could say like you know drugs killed him or depression killed him but I'm not sure it wasn't just like uh, nobody's here for me I feel disconnected I feel disengaged yeah you know so I think if we moved toward him instead of away I'm not sure the story would have been different yeah yeah
1: yeah that's a powerful tragic and really important message yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, and I didn't mean to bring everybody down. No, I mean, it's, like, it's, no it's so <laughs> right.
1: generous of you to bring it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think about this a lot, and that that's why I posted that, because I, I really feel strongly like, you know, we can talk about, like, treatment programs and all sorts. We can talk about therapy. We can talk about what I do. But the more um, we engage with yeah. our people um, and other people, you know, and I think this all gets challenged when it comes to politics, mm-hmm. because this is where I'm inclined to... Wholly disengage. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, um, with certain people. Yeah. 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 And it, and, and it's, uh, and I, I think sometimes it's a legitimate, you can challenge me on this if you want, but I think it's legitimate if a bridge gets burned sometimes. Uh,
1: oh, totally. I think, I think yeah. a line
0: can get crossed where yeah. you're like, no, I think Ooh, that feels disrespectful. Right. Yeah. You
1: still get to decide how much poison you want to ingest. And some people are just trying to poison you. <laughs> right. Right. I yeah. mean, yeah, not everything is, um, dialogue right some stuff is just bullying or
0: and you guys in my life you know who i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: no but i think that you know the I, i think what is happening right now is the inclination to disengage and cut off because it's so strong in our politics carries over to the other parts of our life
0: totally Totally. And, we're hunkering down somehow yeah, right yeah and, and
1: that to me f- solves nothing
0: no and and when I think about you know um, your story the conference I went to um, the that post um, I, I think like it's all about moving toward yes. other people you know yes. um, and and it and I think that just feels better I think that feels better I think that does bring um, Bring hope, even if you don't have answers, right? You know, like you're saying, like an awful lot of times she didn't have answers. When I work with a kid who's anxious about coronavirus, I yeah. can say, like, well, the statistics say X. Yep. But I get it. Like, I get. You know, I can't promise you anything. I don't. I don't know. Right. You know, like none of us really knows for sure, but we're in it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about it. Yep. You know, I'm willing to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Maybe I'll learn
1: something. And this is wildly off topic but also sort of not i as we're talking (laughs) i'm having these moments flash in my head of like the times that my daughter and i especially have had like where it's the where we're having a tough conversation and and a couple times you know she has gone to her room and shut the door and my inner struggle is like do i give her her space uh, maybe she wants space maybe she wants to cool down or 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 maybe i want space maybe i don't feel like going and talking to her anymore i'm right. mad about what she just said to me um the times where i have resisted that like give her space um urge and gone down there and been like oh i don't like how that just went like i don't like how we left things and and sat down and talked to her have all i've never regretted doing that that has always been our breakthrough like I don't like it either. And then we sit and cry together or we work it out. But it's like, it has never gone well when I give her space or
0: I love that. That's, leave it at that or yep.
1: storm off myself and go to the gym. Or like, I know that there's some wisdom in that, like take a breather, give it. But, but for us, and maybe people who are listening have a relationship like this in their life with a kid or a partner or whatever. For our particular relationship, it that. That breather, that space doesn't work. Like we need to stay in there and be like, no, I can't. I don't. I don't want to end it like that. Like I don't want. I don't want to walk away until we fix this thing.
0: I love that. Uh, I love that. I, I um I have the privilege <laughs> of watching parents and kids work through things like that, and um and I think it's really valiant of parents when they hang in and they're like, you know, ooh, let's. Let's finish this. Like, I want this to feel better for you and for me. Like, you know, and I don't like where we are, where we're lingering. And then, you know, this is where, like, I start looking at the clock and I'm like, oh, no, we're running late. And yet we need this moment. Like, this this is where we've been headed the whole time. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Toward the the connection. Back together. Yeah. Back together. Yeah. yeah. And the the separation isn't the end of the world. The back together is, it solves it. It, Yeah. Right. Or resolves it anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. All right. Wow.
0: That's. Um,
1: <laughs> we started on Super Tuesday and we ended on, <laughs> I don't know what we ended on.
0: Well, I think we're looking, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to analyze us for a second. Okay. I think we might be both looking for something that feels like um, an anchor we can work with going forward. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, um, and uh, you found that with Rebecca, I found this with Todd and Kathy mm-hmm. Um, and, And I think it's okay to – I think it's important that we all kind of become those people, you know, because I think about this year a lot. And I think, like, this might not go the way I want it to, you know, in in a number of ways. I don't know where the virus is going. I don't know where politics is going. I don't – you know, I don't picture that, you know, this is going to all resolve in in a way that's going to make us all, you know, hold hands. Yeah, Right but we can kind of hold hands anyway, you mm-hmm. know? As right. soon as we're if we use sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can connect, right? You know what I mean? And I think I love your point about like going toward instead of retreating. I that yeah. that's a really that's a good vibe. Yeah. That I'm gonna hold right.
1: that metaphor in my head. Yeah. And, and and it isn't even necessarily a metaphor. I mean it can actually be the physically thing you do, physically be the thing you do. Um but, yeah, I, I like that as kind of a guiding.
0: I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. And it, it probably has a lot of application, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, because um, it has applications in marital relationships and intimate relationships and parenting and work, probably. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and you might even put something big together. Like, you know, I, I what Rebecca did was probably just a thought she had, like, I want to. See if I can just ease some people's minds today, right? You know, yeah. There's, how, have we been doing this forever? Yeah. Can, can I throw one last thought up? <laughs> yes, so, for sure. so the the umbrella that I think we started with was this is, um, I I think of everybody being kind of a mom in at the conference. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I don't know if I love that because it's so gender specific. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, clearly. Um, and yet there's something about that that i do love you know what i mean like the cuz what we think about when we think of kind of the archetype mom mm-hmm. is this warm nurturing um i'll listen to you and i got you. Like, I I think part of it is I have you, I I got you and I see you, you know, like I get it. I'm hearing you. I see you. I can't even, I might not even be able to solve this at all. Like, you know, I I have met your daughter. She's super brilliant. And are you going to talk her out of any coronavirus anxieties? No, No, she's, she's got us all trumped. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I'm probably going to ask her, you know, like, you know, help me understand what I'm dealing with here. Right. Yes. (laughs) Um, But you, you can be there and you can say, you know, like, I don't like the way we ended that or yeah. whatever and, you know, reconnect. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think we've drained our half hour and then a couple All of right. minutes. We didn't have any commercial breaks or anything. Here. I think
1: everybody shut this off like 15 <laughs> minutes in. Like, wow, what are they even? I know. I can't follow that this week. Um, but it was nice to talk to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a good time. I a good feel phone better. call. Yeah. <laughs> What's your hourly rate? Because I think I owe it to you plus them. <laughs> All right. All
0: right. So uh are we around next week? We
1: are. We're yeah. around
0: next week. Um, have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Bye.